Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another segment of Super Tuesday on the Educational Lady Podcast. We'll be right back with today's Super Tuesday guest. But before we do, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Now, don't hit that fast forward button. These are all companies that I used as an athletic director, and you should be using them too. So take the next three minutes, listen to their uh, our sponsorship shout outs, and then visit these sponsors. You'll be very glad you did. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers. Athletic Surveys will connect you to that group, but they'll also connect you to the 98% that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent, your principal, or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com to get started today. That's athleticsurveys.com. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day for things like scheduling, uh, student-athlete eligibility and clearance. Who doesn't work on that every day? Um, parents, digital forms, signatures, working with coaches. If you're an AD, Home Campus can help you with your program. Go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com to get started. We also want to thank SnapRaise. If you're looking for the best online fundraising platform out there, stop right here. Go to snapraise.com. We used it at our school. Tremendous success. It works. Okay, Our coaches loved it. Our parents loved it. Uh, our uh, financial office loved it, too, because SnapRaise is so easy to work with. And like I said, it works. Go to snapraise.com to get started today. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a huddle school and our coaches just loved the tools that huddle provided that let them coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to huddle.com, join the 8 million users and turn your school into a huddle school. We want to say thanks to Gipper, the official social media graphics solution for the podcast. If you go to Gipper.com, their team is going to show you how to create world-class marketing content to help you celebrate your athletes and promote your teams. Gipper's used and trusted by over 3,000 athletic programs across the country. It's professional graphic design made simple. Go to Gipper.com to get started. We'd also like to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website and check out their interactive touchscreen video consults. It's a great way to show off your school record boards, your school's hall of fame, or simply share your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. The website is vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check them out today. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their score tables and their score boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, more customization. The Hometown team is going to help you make the best online ticketing solution. That's hometownticketing.com. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another segment of Super Tuesday on the Educational AD Podcast. We've got, uh, we always do, but uh, we really have a, a cool guest today. Um, our guest is Kirsten Jones. If you've been listening to the podcast, you heard uh, our interview with Kirsten a while back. Just a great interview. She's got a tremendous background in athletics. She was an athlete herself uh, at the highest level, uh, worked for a number of years with Nike. That's a little bit athletic related. Uh, she's also currently uh, a host of, a, of her own very popular podcast, and she's the author of a book called Raising Empowered Athletes. So if you don't have it, you need to add it to your library. I'm going to for our video people, I'm going to hold up my copy right here, Raising Empowered Athletes, right on my desk. Um, just a, a a great, great resource. And we're so excited that she's part of our Super Tuesday team. So Kirsten Jones, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me back, Jake. I love talking about this stuff. So this is like my wheelhouse. I woke up this morning thinking about what are the things that I can share from all my perspectives as a former athlete, as a parent, as a coach, what I hear from parents right now, what I hear from ADs and what I hear from college coaches right now. And I think all of those pieces are so important. No one holds all the keys, but the more that we can collaborate and communicate, um, the better the experience can be for our kids, which of course is the ultimate goal. Right. And, and you and I were talking before we, uh, we we started recording and, you know, you just used the word collaborate, but we were talking about partnering and in the world of educational athletics, you know, through our national organization, you know, partnering with parents as opposed to, hey, parents, you know, you just stay in your own lane. We got this. The partnering is so very important. So uh, uh, I'm just going to open it up. What do you have for our listeners this week on Super Tuesday? I, to that point, exactly. And I've, I've been in both situations where as a parent, um, my son or daughter was in the high school program. And one example was the AD led with stay in your lane. We've got this. Don't bother me. Definitely don't call me. Don't bother your coach. Like that was the welcome your, your kid made it to varsity athletics. And it was so like, I just sat there like bummed because that, you know, there's so many parents, and as we know now, just to make it the freshman or the JV or the varsity team these days is like a victory in and of itself. So I expected that to be a woohoo, congrats, we're so glad you're here. And let me give you some tools so that we can make this a successful season for us all. And of course, they do have guardrails and they do want to give you some tips and tricks to, you know, again, make their jobs easier, which I get. But I think the best way to be able to do that is to ask people what you want them to do, not tell them what you don't. No. And uh, again, I've been uh, in my journey as an athletic director, I was a teacher coach and AD for 41 years, but 26 of that really was as an AD. And I've been guilty of both extremes of, uh, you know, Hey, you know, thanks. We got this. Uh, but I learned, uh, through some mentoring and from coaches and ADs and from parents uh, that that might not be the best way. And when I finally did that, my final few years, let's say four or five years as an AD to embrace parents, acknowledge, you know, that, you know, they were maybe excited and nervous about the experience, uh, but also maybe had some good perspectives and tools to offer our ADs and coaches 
And I think the word or the term that we used was helping them find their role within the athletic experience. Uh, I'll tell coaches now and ADs, you know, we're, we're not giving the parents the keys to the car, but they're along for the ride. So let's make it a great ride for everybody, the kid, the coach, and the parent. So I think even starting with, could everybody stand up? Please sit down if you played professional athletics. Please sit down if you played college. Sit down if you played high school. Like to see who's standing in the room that never played, maybe even beyond middle school, there, I would I would guess a lot of times it will be half the room, if not more, which means they don't know how the process goes. They don't know what to expect. And given, you know, as I talk about in the book, the professionalization of youth sports, you know, parents are starting to pay a lot of money starting at five, six, seven, eight, nine. So by the time they actually get to a high school program, even, or even a middle school program, they're so not only emotionally invested in it, they're, you know, all of their resources have gone to this. So you understand why they're also, you know, on high alert about how this is supposed to go. And they really want to do well. Like, I don't think there's any parent that's like, ooh, I don't care what they say. I'm going to do my own thing. So they're looking for tools to help them be successful in their role too. Yeah, the, the no question about that. Uh, I, I still think back to my parents 100 years ago. You know, they would never have even dreamed about going up to my coaches and saying, you know, hey, do you got a minute? Uh, and now it's not right, wrong, good or bad, but it's different. You know, parents, mm -hmm. they, they want to be involved. They expect to be involved. And I think the, the smart AD, the smart coach is going to find out a way to um, get them involved in, in the proper way to give them a lane uh, so that they feel like they are involved. One thing I've been talking a lot about lately, um, which is, you know, in our generations, you had church, you had other social settings, you had things that community events that you did outside of sports. And of course, again, I grew up in the seventies and eighties and sports were a thing, but they weren't the thing. Correct. And now for the parents, that is their whole social life. And I've had a couple uh, interviews lately where the parents are like, no, 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 I'm mourning the loss of my whole friend group is based on the fact that my kid has played on this team since he was eight. And now he's 15 and he may not make it to the next level. So it's, it's not even only the pressure of they want their kid to succeed. It's the pressure of them feeling valued and seen and heard as well, because that's what they know. Well, for, uh, let's say, a, a young AD or a, a cranky old athletic director like me, um, what are some things that you have found e either in your own life with your own kids, uh, you know, some good things that uh, you, you liked what your ADs and coaches did, or uh, maybe um, uh, things that haven't quite worked out that maybe ADs can avoid? Yeah, I think inviting them into the conversation, but coming with your, you know, your framework for how it can work successfully. And a lot of these programs, you know, maybe you're in a school where they have a huge, you know, depends on what your school's focus is. I'm going to go speak at a school up in Bend, Oregon next week, and they're not about sports at all. In fact, they're trying to decide whether they, right now they have so few sports in their school that the kids can go to a bigger school and go do their athletics there. And they're saying, we kind of like that model because 
we can focus on what we really care about, which is community and growing the whole child versus getting caught up in the athletics. And then we know they're the opposite. There are schools where their whole, they're recruiting and they're bringing in the best athletes possible because they want to win the whole thing. So obviously it depends on what, what point of view you're taking on that, or maybe somewhere in between as to what kind of experience, but think about the consumer and the consumer being the high schooler and their parents, what is it that we want them to get out of it? And how can we support them in a way that feels good from both sides? That isn't, you tell, I'll tell you what to do and when, or them not understanding what the rules are. And I think that's kind of, unfortunately, what happens sometimes is parents are, again, having never played or having never played at that level, they don't know what to expect. So when they reach out and sheepishly ask, hey, can I ask for feedback? No, I told you you can't ask, right? So giving clear directive and then having an open dialogue. I always say, advocate for your, this is all about your kids advocating for themselves. So first, second, third lane should be encourage your child, parents, encourage your child to go speak to the coach directly. If they don't have the tools to do that, ask, you know, hey, would you, could you ask your coach, would it be okay if you and I went in there together? There are some high schoolers that maybe the frontal lobe is still so wide open, they don't have the tool set. But hopefully by high school, they have the tool set to go in and advocate for them. Those are the things that I talk about in the book that more than whether they win the state championship or make the varsity team, the life lesson that they're going to get is learning how to advocate for themselves. I actually just had a client on the other day who's talking about her, you know, daughter's 12 and they're on the top gymnastics team and the coach is really mean. And the mom's like, I don't like the fact that the coach is super mean to her. How do I handle that? And, you know, again, it's like, I don't care if my kid goes to the Olympics. That's not what this is about. My kid, I just want her to be able to have fun. And right now she's not having fun. So giving them the tools and then coaches being open for the feedback, right? Saying, gosh, this is great that a 12-year-old, 15-year-old, 17-year-old says, can I ask for some feedback? I would love to hear what your point of view is. I'm not asking for playing time. We're never asking for playing time. That's not what this is about. But I'm asking for tips and thoughts and feedback on me that I have control over, my attitude, my effort. Am I on time? Am I a good teammate? Do I make good eye contact? Do I ask good questions? Am I a leader? What are the things that I, the, the teenager, have control over that can make me not only a better athlete, but a better kid, a better human, a better, you know, have a, have a growth mindset? I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, we mentioned, you know, the podcast, we mentioned your book, and we're going to mention those again. But you also do a lot of work with parents and coaches and directly with student athletes uh, on those points that you just mentioned. Um, if one of our listeners, either as an athletic director or as a coach, or maybe as a parent themselves, want to reach out and, and find out more and connect with you, what's the best way that they can do that? Well, thank you for asking. Yeah. So my website, kirstenjonesinc.com, you can go on there and schedule a, a 30 minute free chat. And again, whatever level, whatever role you have, um, if you want me to speak to your school or work with your athlete or work with a team, um, doing that now virtually or or in person and working on exactly those kind of uh, skill sets to help them have the tools they need so that they can learn to advocate for themselves. Because ultimately, that's what sports is about, is giving our kids agency to know that they are enough, 
And right now we're having kids that don't feel like they have a voice because mom or dad tell me what to do and when to do it and where to do it and how to do it. And I'm just kind of the delivery method. And because our kids don't have chores anymore because they don't have time, they don't get to clean the table, they don't walk the dog, they don't have a job because the job has become the sport and school. And what happens is when that's going well, it's great. But when it doesn't go well, you get, and I saw it in my own, particularly my own son who was in my middle one who was 18 during COVID and he lost, he didn't know who he was. He's like, what am I if I don't play basketball? Like, we were like, what do you mean? What if you don't play basketball? He's like, my whole identity is wrapped up in basketball. And right now I'm not playing. So I feel like I don't have, he's felt so untethered. And I think a lot of kids are feeling that way. They're talking about anxiety and depression and overwhelm have tripled in the last three to four years. And I think a lot of it, A, with COVID, but B, with this, their value is seen outside of themselves. There's a great book out right now by, by Jennifer Wallace called Never Enough. And in there, there was some research done about mattering. And our kids want to know they matter. Whether they win the trophy, whether they make the roster, whether they score a point or whether they're just cheering on the sidelines, they want to know their, we, it's what we all want to know. Am I enough? Am I okay if I don't, if I'm not the star, if I don't get into the dream school, if I don't. And so I, I have had a great discussion with a couple of coaches in the last couple of weeks on my podcast talking about that. And this one coach said to me, which I love, I said, how do you help a roster of 22 athletes? You can't possibly spend enough time with 22 to 30 athletes. And she said, I meet individually with every athlete and I let each of them know three words. I see you. I see you. And ultimately that's what each of us wants to know. And if I, if you have me on the roster, you need to have me on there for a reason. If it's only to shag balls, it's not to get in drills. It's not to develop me, cut me. But if you have me on the roster and you see me as a potential, and maybe it's only a 1% potential that I'm going to get into the game, be honest with me, but also tell me where you see me and let me know, you know, and I know I've spoken like a school in Dallas, Ursuline Academy, and she was saying, the, the AD there, um, she was saying, you know, I, I saw a lot of my coaches say they really struggle with, they want to keep everybody on the roster, but they don't have time. And it does, it becomes a huge you know, in, in corporate America, they say you should have no more than seven direct reports, right? Yet we're going to carry a roster of 22 or 30 on a soccer right. team or lacrosse, right? How could you possibly spend enough time? Yet I, when I spoke with the Yale volleyball coach, women's volleyball coach on my podcast, you know, six months ago, she said, even if I can't get to all the players during the season, I'll spend the off season checking in with each of them. Hey, how's it going? Like, so Figure out a way, coaches, that you let every athlete know what their role is and that you see them. Yeah, absolutely. The the communication and you talked about the connection with the student athletes and with the parents. So very important. You mentioned the website, KirstenJonesInc.com. Uh, give out the name of the podcast one more time and then let's give the book a shout out too. 
So it's called Hashtag Raising Athletes with Susie Walton. She's my co-host. She's a parenting coach. Um, and then also obviously the mother of Luke Walton and three other amazing boys. And um, she's been doing this for 40 years. And so we have a lot of amazing guests on, coaches, athletes, authors, psychologists. I just had an NFL player on. Like It's just fun to listen to all the different perspectives. Um, so it's a ton of fun. Please check that out. And then the book is called Raising Empowered Athletes, which you can buy everywhere books are sold. Um, but it's available. And again, I'm doing speaking. So like I'm going up to speak at a school where they're going to read the book and then have a community discussion around the book and how can they incorporate the learnings into what they do with their community. Okay, it's a great resource. Uh, thanks for all you do for everyone in our profession. And thanks again for being a part of uh, our Super Tuesday team. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, for listeners, uh, we want to thank you for listening and remind you that we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we put out new content just about every day, and we do appreciate you listening. So come back next Tuesday for another Super Tuesday segment and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Hey, don't forget, uh, that's Raising Empowered Athletes by Kirsten Jones and the website, kirstenjonesinc.com. Uh, before we go, we do want to give our sponsors another shout out. Uh, remember, these are companies that I used as an athletic director, and you should be using them too. They're going to make your life so much easier. I want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. I want to thank Gipper. Go to Gipper.com to get started. I'd like to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider. Go to hometownticketing.com. I want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus. Uh, home Campus is something I used every day as an athletic director. Go to homecampus.com to get started. I want to thank SnapRaise, the best online fundraising platform out there. Go to snapraise.com. I want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you're not using a survey to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to sideline, excuse me, go to athleticsurveys.com. And we want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Uh, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com to check out their great products. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Super Tuesday on the Educational AD Podcast.